Welcome to a new episode of Live Evil Pod. My name is Prime LOL. Welcome back. Today I'll be just by myself. And you know, it is Saturday, February 4th. The second week of LCS has finished. The NACL is starting. So we have a bit of things to cover. Probably a shorter show, as I'll just be covering, you know, what happened this past week and what we have to look forward to in the LCS and then you know, since the NACL hasn't played yet, I won't have much to contribute on that talk. But hopefully next time you'll have uh, Andrea to help us. And we have a special guest planned for this next episode. And Orton is soon to come episodes and a few other guests coming alongside us. But without further ado, how are is everyone doing? I hope to see more engagement on the Reddit verse, on the Twitter verse. You can find me at LiveEvilPod. I take all your questions, take all your comments, and uh, be able to just enjoy the time and uh, have fun with you all as we continue to grow LCS, continue to grow Evil Geniuses Army. I hope that everyone is that find this show would uh, bring a friend alongside you. Let's people here uh, subscribe, download, and just let people know what you want to hear. Let me know what you want to hear on the podcast as far as that goes i just know to cover evil geniuses all things evil geniuses on the league of legends side perhaps in the future we might grow into all other sports we know we have a valorant we know we have dota they've been always amazing but you know for my knowledge i can only talk about league of legends let's dive into week two of the lcs so where we start off with we are coming in with a 1-1 record unnecessarily losing to CLG. And uh, this week, if nothing else, confirmed that we should have just won that game, should have just taken that game. But, you know, maybe hubris, maybe some mental lapses. We ended up losing a game that we were leading in. So gives me a little pause. We're coming in against the undefeated TSM coming into week two. Right. Um, and, you know, Everyone, including myself, is the one are wondering who, which TSM are we gonna get? Are they for real? Maybe they this is their meta. Maybe they figure things out. Well, the game went in. Uh, Evil geniuses won blue side. Our draft were Gwen at top for some day. Inspired went Vi. Jojo Pun went Rise. FBI went Lucian, and Vulcan went Lulu. On the other side, Solo picked Cassante. They ever. Dominant Cassante. Boogie went and picked the Wukong. Maple took Galio. Neil took Draven. And Chime took Nami. This is a one of those exchanges. If someone gets solution, someone uh, the other team is trying to take the Nami away. 
And for that, you know, I guess I like the thought behind it, but even as the pros say it, really, it doesn't do anything. It actually makes both weaker, but still the advantage leans on the Lucian side. Um, this game was pretty one-sided, man. I, I got to tell you, I enjoyed watching it from beginning to end. You know, after we got the first kill, it was from there. It just felt like, oh, we could we can beat this team fairly easily. Um, TSM is not as good as they are advertised to be. We are just as good as we were expected to play. And the game was a dominant performance by Someday. 5-2-8 uh, scoreline, 5 kills, 2 deaths, 8 assists. Uh, Gwen goes really well into Cassante. Um, and I forgot to mention, we are in patch 13.2. And so this has been the answer to Cassante. Cassante was way too strong. And so uh, th- teams have been trying to figure different things out. I think I've seen the Gwen in the LCK and the LPL played out against the Cassante. And uh, it was fairly 50-50. But in this matchup, you know, it was just top die, top diff with someday. Um, Vi didn't have a single kill. 0-0-12 scoreline, though. So... As you know, Inspired was just everywhere, doing great ganks, just helping the team out. A very, very uh, good play uh, from him. He's still playing at a very high level. I'm liking this. He, he, I'm no longer having to worry about like which Inspired we're going to get. Because last spring, it took a while to get him to this point. Uh, Jojo Pyun, I would say, is probably the weakest link still. Uh, 2 4 8 is his scoreline. His rise wasn't exactly. Um, you know, or his gameplay is still leaves something to be desired for. He gets still gets caught out. He still plays with a very much uh, a, a type of uh, high risk, high reward style. And there were several times, I think, in his first death that I thought it was, um, you know, a laziness in his flash, uh, trying to flash out of the Galio uh, taunt. But you know, if Jojo Pyun is the current weakness, I'm I'm very good with this team because what I'll tell you, FBI looks amazing a 916 scoreline his play on the lucian uh, along with vulcan who's you know fairly good at enchanters i might say uh just really dominated bot lane neo and chime could not play league of legends in this game uh very snowball-y i think um you know my worry is always when we reach the halfway mark and this time maybe not something necessarily bad but i think it was uh certainly unnecessary was at around the 12 25 minutes they started chasing solo with the team while the while they could have just ended the game but instead they decided to do this wild chase and for no reason at all just to get the kill just to pat their score line um it was funny to watch overall but we dominate tsm all right so day two then we're coming in you know Giving a better showing, the only piece now left for us to wonder about is our mid-game and how Jojo Pyun would fare. In this game, we play against Dignitas. Dignitas took Kasante again. Uh, we get to face a lot of this. Kasante and Wukong uh, for Santorin. Jensen took the Victor. Spawn took the Zeri. And Biofrost took the Lulu. Um, curiously, the... Uh, the Yumi was not banned. Oh, but it's 13.2 there. Yumi is dead. So, yeah. Now I understand why. Uh, Someday took Fiora. Another matchup. Another champ to uh, maybe an answer to Kasante. And, oh my gosh. He, is, he he just completely made Armut invisible throughout the lane. He nearly has a 100 CS lead by the end of the game. And it was just an unfair 
game overall for Armut. I don't. I think Armut might want to consider moving back to EU. Uh, really, it, it's just not looking good, uh, and someday made that happen. Inspired was on a Sejuani, very much a strong pick for him, uh, and a very good tank and support. His alts are really on point, and his uh, roam timing, gank timing, I think he nailed it. I mean, short of a blabber maybe, or uh, maybe Spica, I, I think I would take Power Inspired over both at this point, and he's just playing so well. So now we're going to talk about our problem child, right? Jojo Pyun. How did he do? Everyone's kind of uh, wondering. Well, he showed up amazingly well on the Azir. Scoreline Vores 0-10. Very, very dominant uh, performance by him. Again, maybe he still has that uh, personal vendetta against Jensen. But um, just once more showing why he is, uh, you know, why it was a joke when people said uh, Evil Genius should have taken Jensen instead of giving Jojo a chance. And then FBI comes in. Didn't need to be dominant. A 4-1-6 scoreline, but his Ferris played uh, was was really, really uh, strong. He was able to snipe out a couple of players. And, uh, you know, just... I like to seeing that. I like seeing that. He, he went with a Ghost Blade, Maramune, or Masamune, and, and the uh, Prowler's Claw, uh, Varus. So... Lethality Varus in at its best. Uh, very curious. It's not rare either. I mean, it's just been all over. Uh, <laughs> Vulcan picked a Rakan. This is the first time I've seen Rakan in a long, long time, and that doesn't come well with the Zaya. Doesn't come along with the Zaya. And he had a two zero eleven scoreline. Very, very good. If you have him in fantasy or DFS, um, just played amazingly well. This game was truly one sided, even though the score was a little bit lower, fourteen to two. Uh, overall, Dignitas did not stand a chance. There was absolutely zero room for them um, to breathe even, and just Evil Geniuses just choked them out, out-macroed them, out-team-fought them. If not for the last second, you know, Jojo Pyun trying to greed for more kills, I think we could have probably had a perfect game, uh, losing zero deaths, zero towers. Um, but, you know, that, that little kerfuffle, kerfuffle, uh, ended up uh, giving up two kills to Dignitas. So this is good. We, we finished the week with a 2-0 uh, victory, and we are headed into probably the toughest part of our schedule now. We had some pretty soft teams, I would say, soft teams to start off with. And so looking ahead, um, our first opponent of next week will be FlyQuest, our biggest test. FlyQuest is remains undefeated, and they didn't even have their full uh, roster. Ayla is projected to be back by this week, so wow. Uh, am I worried? Yes. Do I think we have a chance? Also, yes. I think you know by the way we play and uh, just being able to match. I just need JoJo to really take this as a. Um, uh, a measuring stick, uh, something that he can really, really be able to uh, say that he it belongs to the best mid, not just of LCS region, but the best mid in the whole world. And he can start do it by doing so by you know testing his limit against Vikla. And I, I really, really want to see this 
I need to have a talk with the FlyQuest boys. Maybe we'll have a pod at some point. I'm, I'm just thinking maybe more so these will be happening the second time we play around, play against them. Uh, but this is a big one. Uh, someday against Impact, you know, that storyline is there. Uh, the replacement versus the, the OG that really helped build the team. We had all know the story about Impact on Evil Geniuses. Uh, inspired against Spica will always be fun to watch. Who is the better of the two junglers? You know, I don't think this game will help us dictate that, but it, it's pretty, you know, the narrative is out there. Then I already talked about Jojo against Vikla. FBI, will he be able to stand up against Prince? You know, one of the best ADC, if not the best ADC right now in the LCS after two weeks. And then it's Ayla against Vulcan, which I think that's probably our clearest advantage, which is Vulcan. I, I would take 10 out of 10 times over Ayla, over Winsome. In any case, can we capitalize on that? Does that even matter? I don't know. Because FlyQuest looks damn good right now, and, and, and it's not by their scoreline. It's just by the way that they control the map so well and the fact that they are able to uh, win team fights um, and, and get out of team fights, um, you can't get a jump on them. They're just that good. And so uh, something to really, really look forward to, and that's uh, starting the Thursday with a bang. Will I be too sad if Evil Geniuses loses? Yes, but maybe not, shouldn't be as sad as I think, um, as I need to be because the they are the favorite. Uh, FlyQuest is the favorite. And then coming into Friday, we will be playing against Cloud9. This is a tough week, man. Cloud9 got roughshod by FlyQuest. But at the same time, I don't think we can underestimate them. They they probably still look like the second best team of the LCS. And um this is a this is a going to be another measuring stick for us. My biggest hope is that we don't shy away from the fights. I think Jojo needs to play play at his peak to be bet to best over what you call it? Best over um their mid uh Dplex. Fudge someday is an interesting battle. Probably more even uh with a slight lean to Fudge because I've gotta give it to him. He played he's playing very well in this patch. He gets to play the champ that he wants and Mixon Cassante who can pretty much solo kill but also be a tank and you just have a diff, uh, a, a very like um strong combo of play for him but you know fudge also plays other ch top champs and can carry from there so that's a good uh, match to watch then it's blabber versus inspired you know the top two jungler top three jungler facing each other uh fbi against berserker uh advantage kind of is to berserker i don't know i think fbi if he, if he plays consistently to this level i think the gap closes significantly uh we can't compare like last year's fbi to uh you know this year's fbi it was it's they, he already looks different in the way that he approaches the game and um i think that will give us the unknown here uh, it's much closer. Of course, I'm still going to give advantage to Berserker. And then, you know, it's Zven versus Vulcan. I mean, come on. A makeshift support versus a real support. Now, the one thing that I will say, in this patch, 
playing a marksman support has been a lot more popular. So Sven is in his comfort zone with Ash, with Jin, with Caitlyn. All are possibilities. I don't know if he will go there, but I'm just saying it, it's super like Sven centric this patch. Uh, and that that could spell a little bit of a ch- difficulty for us. But I love it that the fact that Vulcan can play any type of champs, uh, maybe it's not hook champs, but Vulcan is, is very versatile and, and support to support, like pound for pound talking, Vulcan should be better than Sven, but the champ pool dictates that Sven will have an easier time right now. So we will see. If we come out of this weekend 1-1, whew, I am... I am glad at that point if we come out 0-2 i can just say it's expected but we just need to uh really really be back on our a game because the week after that is super weak and you know we still have a pretty pretty um stacked opponents left in our uh in our schedule including team liquid and 100 thieves so lots of things to be excited about yeah boys and girls Let's check the stat for a while and see kind of how we are um, how we are stacking up against the other LCS team on Oracle Elixir, which I am on right now. Evil Geniuses comes in with the, the fourth best uh, KDA right after 100 Thieves, right after Cloud9, right after FlyQuest. So no shame there. Uh, we do we are the second best in total uh, kills. It's 62 right after Cloud9, uh, just above uh, 100 Thieves. Um, we are also pretty much not dying a lot either. Um, four from the bottom. So I think <clears throat> we are, we're in good standing. It's just the KD total uh, shows that we are perhaps not the top yet, but we belong in the top. Not, that much I can say. Uh, the gold percentage rate... Evil Geniuses is at the top. We we are, we, you know, laps everyone with a two point forty five GPR, and the next best one is a hundred thieves at one point eight. So, you know, lots of uh, good news there, and uh, our early game rating is also one of the best. We have a ninety five point two, and next best one is hundred thieves at seventy seven point five, and it makes sense. Hundred thieves has started. I mean, Evil Geniuses started every single game very well. Even in the game we lost, right, we had a good advantage in the start, only to give a little bit in the mid-game, which, you know, at this point, it's fairly clear we are, oh, we are almost dead less in our mid-late game rating, meaning our transition there is garbage. Um, I know, uh, you know, rose-colored glasses say this is two game sample size, but this adds to my point that by mid-game, we are very much uh, a team that is very worrisome because it, it's a sharp fall off. I mean, come on. How do you go from the best goal differential at 15 and then suddenly like nosedive in the second half of the game? So we're, we're not, we have to shore up the mid game. We have to shore up the mid late game um, and be more consistent in that manner. I think once uh, Jojo is more up to speed, then we are uh, certainly uh, more capable of hanging around even with the fly quests of the worlds. So let's pan into our uh, position stat. As it sits right now, they, I would say um, someday is fourth in KDA 
below tenacity impact fudge surprising i think surprising to me is that tenacity is ahead of him uh at jungle um kda inspired is the best one out of everyone and uh, at 12 and speaker is the one right after him with 9.8 so hey even stat wise i think uh, inspired is already showing to be a better jungler uh, in terms of uh, team fights, uh, assistant, assist, uh, gangs, and all that. Um, there's a great uh, statistics here as well for the jungle, um, which let me see if I can find it. Uh, it's not showing up here, but, you know, damage per minute. Um, Inspired is not highest. In fact, he's like bottom four in damage per minute. Uh, so he's not much of a solo killer at this point, but you know what bears out is that he's very much uh, facilitating a very strong facilitating role, and uh, that is that works very well out in our favor. And wards place per minute, he's second to Boogie with 0.52 wards per minute. Um, strong showing, strong showing from the jungle position. Now we're in the middle, uh, Jojo, how he stacks up against other mids right now, it's probably not looking pretty. He dies a lot. He has uh, a fewer like impactful plays overall. And we just hope that he turns it around, that he can like get it upstarted. Even so, I think uh, he's right in the middle of the pack with 11 most solo kills. Uh Ranks the most in deaths, right above Harry at 16. And he is second in assists, so he's still part of a lot of team fights. Um, and, and a big part of the, the group, uh, big part of the teams, uh, how they want to play. At ADC, I am curious to see this one. I believe FBI is tops, and that shows he's top three with... Tied for the most kills, solo kills with Prince and Double Lift. And, you know, sit in between with three deaths and 24 assists. So he's up there. He's, he's really like sitting himself. And, and, you know, who's not in the top three? Berserker is not in the top three. It's all about FBI, Double Lift, and Prince. So that's going to tell you a lot about like how FBI has bounced back this year. Lastly, we're looking at the support position. Uh, they don't have a Vulcan too high. No, he's pretty high. He has a, a KDA of 11.5 second to win some. 74% uh, kill participation, 8.1% kill share, and a very, very low... Uh, Def, right? Yeah, he's just yeah. Death percentage. He's uh, doesn't die a lot. So, and his let's see his warts per minute. He is second to who he. Uh, overall, very very good. Uh, at so far, evil geniuses are placed in the top five in every single positions, and the team is in top three form. So I'm very happy about how we're starting this. It is expected. I hope we can continue to keep this momentum up throughout the spring. Now, um, 
I don't have much to add to NACL. There, it's just starting today. So um, by next pod, we are able to talk a little bit more about, tell you a little bit more about our challenger team. But what I will say is, we want to thank Robbie Bob and Mobility for substituting in and keeping our teams in the green. We are now tied fifth uh, with the other teams in the challenger scene. It's a big climb for us. We're at four wins, four losses, and we have a three-game winning streak against CLG and CLG Faithful. Is it Faithful? Yeah, maybe CLG Faithful. And so that rounds out a very good uh, week two for uh, uh, Evil Geniuses challengers. They will be facing a tougher group in this week, and so by next time, we will give you a report about how things went, and hopefully we'll have Andrea, and we will potentially have special guests to break that down for us. Hope this show is enjoyable to you all. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on rss.com. You can find this being posted on my Twitter feed and link in the Reddit thread. If you see anything that you like from Evil Geniuses on social media, send it my way. I always love to be able to promote Evil Geniuses in any way, shape, or form. Hit me up on Reddit. Uh, let me know what you want to talk about. Let me know what your thoughts are. And just be able to um, be able to dominate this uh, season together. Wow, I don't know why I tripped up back there. So until next time, folks, live evil. Peace.